welcome back to a brand new episode of The Queerians. I'm Sarah Brown, your host, she, her, and today I am joined by my roommate, Annette Covergaro, they, them, to discuss their brand new chapbook, Reality in Bloom. I am so, so excited for y'all to hear this episode today. We're even gonna get a little taste of the book. Annette is gonna read a poem right here on the Quirians. I'm so, so excited for y'all to hear it. And just to give you a little background info on Annette, they are a gay by gender American-Israeli writer and photographer from Long Island, a Pushcart and Best of Net nominated Lambda Literary Fellow, and Haifa Holocaust Studies MA. Their poetry and prose have appeared in Peach Magazine, Voicemail Poems, Lunch Ticket, Spunk Art and Perspectives, and more. They are the author of Reality in Bloom. They roller skate and they live right here in Brooklyn. I am so, so excited to have them on today. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. We're going to have a lot of information in the description box below about where you can get their book, where the proceeds are going, and a bunch of other things. So please stay tuned, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode of The Queerians. Okay, everyone, welcome to this week's episode of The Queerians. Today I'm here with Annette Covrigaro, who just so happens to be my roommate as well. That's, it was a far journey to get here. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, no, the two steps from my room to your room were well worth it. Yeah, right? It's quite the journey here in Bushwick. <laughs> so you're a poet. Um, you're a writer. That's mainly what you do. So tell us a little bit about how you got started with poetry. Yeah, so I, um, I don't know. It's so interesting to hear myself Uh, to hear someone call me a poet because I feel like I really only started writing poetry um, more like seriously um, maybe two years ago like like two and a half years ago maybe even Um, I my genre of writing was always uh, creative nonfiction Mm Um, that's what I did like in high school and in college Um, I mostly just would like interview my mom or my grandma and I came from a family where like oral history and um just storytelling was like a big part of our lives Mm -hmm. so I was just always fascinated by hearing these stories and then would kind of you know try to like rewrite them and reinterpret them and kind of use the 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 story that I was told as like a skeleton and sort of like fill in the rest so I don't know like I was writing a lot of nonfiction and then at some point I started getting like a few people in like workshops and whatnot telling me that my nonfiction was very like lyrical like lyrical prose and so I kind of was like "Mm, maybe I should explore that and it kind of just led me to poetry um in that that way so yeah so that's kind of how I got into starting writing poetry so um you 
recently came out with a poetry book, Reality in Bloom, which I'm holding in my hand right now. Um, And this, you know, sort of explores you. You kind of are telling your story and we're kind of getting to know a little bit more about you. Uh, Was that important when you were writing this book about making sure like your story is coming across in this? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think like the beauty of writing and poetry in particular is that you can address um, or explore a topic or a a memory or experience in your life Uh and it doesn't have to be like so direct you know you're kind of like you're holding um, this theme or at the center but you're sort of maybe like writing around it and and every now and then like touching directly on it but I mean this whole book is (laughs) very personal I when I was when I was laying it out like as as the like the chat book and and everything like I kind of had like my topics like my where I realized like Judaism queerness um, mental health um, trans identity, and then just um, love, queer love too, is yeah. uh, sprinkled in there. But yeah, it's also just like a really deep like exploration of like my my family. You know, I use like, photos of like my grandma and my dad who was born in um, in Haifa in Palestine. It's just sort of this whole amalgamation um, (laughs) of really intense and sometimes I hope like tender um, (laughs) moments and just kind of like also just stuff I was going through in my life at the time with like dealing with mental illness and hospitalization so I feel like writing about that and through that experience really um, helped put things in perspective and gave me permission to take control of the narrative or just make sense of it all really almost like a healing process for you in a way like using your art as a healing form from trauma which is basically what we all kind of do um so I want to really get into the poems in this book and uh So while I was reading it, there was something that really, one of the poems called Reality in Bloom, uh, there's the last line that really, really stuck with me. And you say that I'm tired of extracting parts of myself to stay sane, but would pluck every rib to see myself whole. You're talking about that line. Um, Is that sort of like a metaphor for who you are as a person? So like this poem I wrote in um a poetry it was like my first poetry workshop ever Mm -hmm. I took with Marwa Halal who um uh wrote um invasive species Mm -hmm. and she's just like brilliant um and I this poem started started as an ekphrastic poem um for um a an, an artist like who's who's like trans and um so I don't know I was kind of going off that and also it was yeah it was very much like seeped into my like my transness and at that point I um I don't even know if I was exploring the option of getting a, a top surgery a double mastectomy um which is like a gender confirmation surgery for trans 
masculine or non-binary people um and so like that line is very much kind of like like almost talking about like wanting to like rip (laughs) <laughs> like rip myself open like rip, like take that part of me away and that and, and if I were to do that like I feel like I would be more whole but it, yeah I think it was just maybe about taking all the or expelling all of the what I don't know maybe like the the toxic or the parts of me that I feel are um kind of like detrimental mm-hmm. to like my health mentally and and physically um so that's like it's very much like a trans um, a trans narrative trans poem for sure yeah absolutely I mean that definitely like I see a lot of people especially a lot of trans folks like relating to that like wanting certain parts of themselves like that they it doesn't like belong to them Mm -hmm. in a way Um, so I do also one thing I noticed particularly throughout the book is that um the way they're formed even some of the words like in one of the poems oh this one this is what I'm talking they opened right to the page so all the words and phrases are jumbled together some stick out I want to tell me how this poem came about it is called um some very fine people um so it's yeah it's called um as some very fine people once said Mm -hmm. um and that's like taken from um the former president of the u.s's um just his his statements that he made after um the like white supremacist like terrorist attack and just march whatever um in charlottesville virginia um how he pretty much said that like these the the people marching were all like who are white supremacists, uh, neo-Nazis, all of the above, whatever, they were, that they were very fine people. Um, So I kind of, I took that, this was also a prompt, like a poem written in that same workshop that I wrote Reality and Bloom. So like, I think the prompt was like, what's like one thing that you would want to get rid of or in the world and I, I just wrote like Nazis <laughs> like very plain and simple um and like I kind of did this thing of um I went and I I all the, so all of the the text there mm-hmm. that's overlapping and it's all quotations and it's really like harsh and violent and, and honestly like hard to read you know and it's also a poem that's it's not meant to be read aloud um i think the 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 fact that the the form the form of it like you said where it's kind of all like overlapping so it's kind of hard to um to see like what exactly the words are yeah i think it's also so the the words are the and the excerpts and, and quotes are from white supremacists like people who have committed these um mass shootings or mm-hmm. or whatnot it's it's taken from like their interviews with them and like the or their manifestos and stuff so i um i pretty much went on the southern poverty law center um website and just mm-hmm. kind of like click through like the history um of like these this violence and these attacks and so this is just like a, a big like mishmash of of like a 
jumbled like version of like all everything that they've said so it's like you know the title is some very fine people but you know here are the words of those very fine people and um yeah it's it's definitely tough to read but it's yeah it's also not meant to be read out loud because of the the nature of just what what is in it um the vitriol that's in it but um yeah that that sort of format is like done very deliberately to um obscure also obscure some of what they're what what is being said out of all these poems you know you're talking about very vulnerable topics i mean mental health for one like your queerness death things like that uh what poem sticks out in your mind on something that was difficult for you to write on an emotional level? Yeah, I mean, I well, yeah. I think the the last the last poem probably, um, it which is titled "Revival," and it's about um, it's about the um, the birth of my nephew, mm-hmm. my nephew Blake. Um, and just sort of like the intricacies of like what what was going on in my life at the time, like with my mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, I was um, told about him, like, and that you know that my my sister in law was pregnant, like while I was in inpatient, like in, in, in hospital mm-hmm. for my mental illnesses. So um, it was kind of like this bit of like a like a spark of something to something to stay alive for someone to stay alive for you know um when I like in a moment where I I really I really needed it or it was hard to grasp and like really conceive of 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 some like reasons like tangible reasons to 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 stick around um but also yeah so it's just about that and like kind of like that discrepancy of like where I was in my life and then just him like coming into the world and like like the title says it's a it's a revival Mm -hmm. for my family you know for for everyone in their own way um but in for me it was it felt very much like a revival um quite like literally yeah so uh what do you hope your community specifically the queer community what do you hope we can all gain from this book uh when someone's reading this uh, what do you want someone to see uh or to get from it i guess um i mean if someone can read this and can see a part of themselves in it like or you know someone or someone that they know or or someone that they love like i think that is the the main goal um is to you know share my experience through the, in this medium and you know maybe other people will will relate to it and i mean i feel like this is such a cliched answer but like maybe feel like less alone um and yeah especially like you know trans folks like have higher rates of being you know diagnosed with depression anxiety and you know suicidality so I feel like this is a it feels like a book of 
it's 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 the result of getting through mm-hmm. um so i would hope that maybe someone who's who's going through or has gone through some of these similar experiences um can take it and know that it's 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 po- more it's possible like more than possible to like get through um those those moments and and live with those traumas and also like to find love you know there's so much love in in this like book familial and you know also like you said with my girlfriend (laughs) so um yeah I think that's just my biggest hope really (laughs) yeah just to let people know they're not alone especially right now when like we're in a crazy time I mean I couldn't think of a more perfect time for this to come out considering everything that's going on um so where can people find you where are you where can we find you on the internet in oh. life um let's see on all all my handles yeah. on on instagram i'm at a dot cov c-o-v um underscore underscore um and then twitter i'm what am i on twitter uh anetti cov so it's a-n-n-e-t-t-i-c-o-v mm-hmm. um and then I, I think my website is just anetcotregaro.com, just plain and simple. So, awesome. and yeah. Where where can people find your book? Oh, right. And the book that I'm yeah. holding in my hand. Um, you can, well, if you follow me on Instagram or go to my Instagram, you could DM me and I can, <laughs> I could, I have a box of my books in my, in my closet. Uh yeah, so I can, you know, you can message me. I can uh, send you a copy. You can uh, Venmo me. Um, or if you want to just get it from the publisher, too, uh, it's um, Ursus Americanus Press is the publisher. And uh, they also have copies. But if you buy from me, I'll autograph it. <laughs> and you'll get a little a little um knickknack a little something from the dollar tree so wow amazing and we'll put all of that in the description box below to close out the episode (laughs) since you wrote a poetry book uh can you read us a poem possibly the little performance yes Well, it was just Easter, so why not this one? (laughs) Um, All right. Um, When I interrupt Easter cookie baking to tell my mother I want top surgery, she asks, will these words ruin the tradition? Her flowered knuckles kneading deep, scraping table wood. Maybe for a little while I think at her while speaking, no. See, my body is our legacy, a flesh heirloom on display in refrigerator photos spanning milestones and mediocrities. My body is a malady, not then, or maybe then, but now. She says, this dough is sweetened by aging wombs, so what am I? These queries send my eyes to her desperate hands, molding remnants of motherhood heeding my masculinity she prays this want untrue with eyes of unshed tears and a patient heart 
together we remove finished trays, witness to what has risen. That poem was called When I Interrupt Easter Cookie Baking to Tell My Mother I Want Top Surgery. That was amazing. That was really powerful. Um, Thank you for taking the time to be vulnerable with me and share your work and to share your story. I really appreciate it. I know it was a long, arduous journey from your room to mine to get here. I know. Thank you for having me. This was a... This is really cool, very special thing to yeah. uh, do, and um, yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. All right, everyone, we'll look out for Nettie, and thanks, everyone, so much for listening. All right, everyone, well, that's it for this week's episode of The Queerians. Thank you so much to Annette for coming on the show today and sharing your work with us. We really appreciate it. There's going to be a lot of information in the description box below, once again, on where you can get their book, how you can support them, and a bunch of other stuff of how you can support other communities as well. Please be well, please be safe, please get vaccinated so we can all go out dancing again, please for the love of God. And remember, it's our lives, it's an experience, it's the Queerians. Bye! Thank you.